Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 at Emerson, the A couple, not a lot of tickets available for tomorrow night's matchup. Visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. Both teams skating today. The Oilers announcing Oscar Clefbaum out two to three weeks uh, with a shoulder injury. Oilers, six regulars, six guys that all played in Boston when Edmonton won 4-1 earlier this year out. Uh, McDavid, who's coming back to town tonight. Clefbaum, James Neal, who's still out week to week. Zach Cassian suspended. Chris Russell, still not close to returning, dealing with a concussion issue. And uh, Joe Kim Nygaard, who signed a contract extension, 875K. Uh, he's still out several weeks after getting hand surgery. Royal Pizza Pizza Passa, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.com. Uh, oh, that's royalpizza.ca or download a Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We head off to our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. When it's time for safety training, trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. Western Hockey League Edmonton Oil Kings currently leading the Eastern Conference standings by eight points. Uh, now the games are all even between Edmonton, Lethbridge, and Medicine Hat. Uh, Winnipeg on the other side. Edmonton's actually in Winnipeg coming up on Wednesday night. That's tomorrow. To talk about a 2 and one weekend, here is Oil Kings President GM, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Good. You won the one that mattered, I guess, on the weekend, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we did. You know, I think after, obviously, Friday night was just one of those games where I don't know if what the what the deal was we took them maybe took them a little bit lightly we kind of scored first too and it just seemed like we didn't get much flow going in that game there was a lot of whistles i think it was the most whistles we had all year and it just seemed like you know we couldn't get it going we tried to fight back in the third period but it just wasn't our night and then you know credit to the guys they had an opportunity to erase that game with the wins on saturday night and monday and they did just that and they responded like a veteran group 
And uh, so end result, uh, you got, you know, you're, you're in the driver's seat here for home ice advantage, at least on the Eastern Conference side. I mean, you've still got lots of work to do. Still 13 more games left in the regular season. Uh, Dylan Gunther now up to 50 points, a 16-year-old, uh, 21 goals, uh, 50 points in 49 games. I know I was talking to John Sexsmith, whose son Joel uh, plays for the Red Deer Rebels. We are talking about, you know, just how good Dylan is. I mean, this guy's got literally an NHL-caliber shot, and he's 16 years of age. Yeah, you know, it just seems like as the season's going on, he's just continued to elevate his game. And this weekend, I mean, his two best games were the most important ones. And yesterday, he was probably our top player in that game, I would say, from start to finish. I mean, we had a lot of great efforts overall, but he, he had an exceptional game, made an exceptional play on a, on our second goal to get McLeod and help McLeod get his first goal of the year. And yeah, he just seems to just continue to elevate and, uh, and just get better and better as the year's gone on. Um, you know, often... The player, you know, I remember Connor. I don't mean to disrespect Connor McLennan, but he was the number one pick overall the WHL draft. And uh, you know, Seth Jarvis right now looks like the guy that's, uh, you know, really lighting it up for the Portland Winterhawks right now. Guy who went a couple picks later. And I, I just, uh, you know, there's pressure. Even as crazy as it sounds, Kurt, there's there's pressure on number one overall picks in the WHL Bantam draft. Dylan seems that he's able to really handle that. How much do you think it is that you guys have got a good team and, you you know, he didn't start playing full-time into your top six at least until the 30-game mark this year? Yeah, you know, I think it helps when you're – obviously when you're surrounded by by a good team and by good people, good players, it always definitely helps. I think with Dylan last year, he was around our group a lot. I think what sometimes people forget, like he ended up playing eight games for us last season, came up and played playoff games against Medicine Hat. So, And he was with us that entire run. So I know even though he was a rookie coming in this season, he had really been acclimatized to our group and really had an understanding what everything was all about here. And then early in the season, I think it was, like you said, the first 20 games there, he, he didn't play he didn't play in the top six, but he played meaningful minutes. He was still in the power play, and it was just a little bit of him rounding his game out and earning that trust and earning that opportunity over some veteran players. And, you know, he went to the under-17s, I think, and really got his confidence up. He had a great tournament there, and then when he came back, he pretty much was immersed right into our top six, and, and he really hasn't looked back from that point. Uh, the other guy who's draft eligible this year is Jake Neighbors. He's up to 61 points. I know he scored a nice individual effort, I believe, in the game yesterday. 20 goals now, and you've got four different 20 goal scores. I think you got 11 or 12 different 10 diff- uh, goal scores. So you got a lot of depth with your group. Jake seems as the season's gone on this year to handle the pressure better. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think just like last year, he's the kind of player that uh, raises his, his game with the bigger the games that they are and in the playoffs last year that's where we saw jake play his best hockey and you know it just seems like since we've been back from, from christmas too he's been a guy that's that's just gotten better and better as we go and you know when things get tight and you know their games get a little bit more physical you got to go to those dirty areas it just seems like that's the kind of game that jake likes to play and and he's really responded here as of late and you know it's that's definitely a young line there with those two young guys playing with sawchuck but they uh, they have some chemistry going and um you know, they're they're finding ways to score goals and lead our team right now. You bought an extra year last year. We're joined by Kurt Hill, president GM of the first place Edmonton Oil Kings. You made a trade with Brent Camp for Josh Williams, and Williams got a hat-trick here on the weekend. He's up to 20 goals and 46 points. You're going to need this guy for secondary scoring, aren't you? 
Yeah, we really do. And, uh, you know, Josh had a great first half of the season, got to go represent Team WHL in the Canada-Russia series. And um, after Christmas, he's been had a little bit of a slow second half of the year. And, you know, I know he's been working on things. And over the last five games, before the game yesterday, I really liked the way he was playing, you know, getting back to the basics, doing a lot of the doing a lot of the detail things in his game, finishing checks, you know, not cheating on offense. And, you know, it just seemed like it was a matter of time before the puck was going to start going in for him again. And yesterday it was nice to see him break out and, and get that hat trick. And, you know, the way he did it was taking pucks to the net and being aggressive on offense. And he was rewarded for that. So hopefully he can continue that. And he's definitely one of those guys we lean on for, for the secondary scoring when, um, you know, you're playing against some of the deeper teams like a Lethbridge. Mark Such was a uh, skilled player out of the Alberta Junior League that uh, was a, a decent top six player at the University of Alberta. Uh, maybe one of the last really impactful players out of the AJHL that was good enough to play for the U of A. Uh, his son Carter is on your team. This is his draft year. Uh, in, actually, it's, yeah, it's his draft year this year. He's up to 16 goals, 34 points. There's a place for smaller skilled players today, aren't there? Yeah, there are. You know, we see it around our league everywhere. There's guys, so, so the smaller player that can really skate and has that skill can can be really effective. And Carter's at points in this season has been really good. You know, it's, he's got to find a way to be a little bit more consistent at times. But again, he's still he's still a pretty young player in this league. And you know, at, at, at times it gets a little bit tough out there. But uh, yesterday was a prime example. We play one of the better teams in the league, and it's a big, heavy game. And and he played really well. He set up Williams for two of the goals, and he showed off his speed and his ability to move the puck and, and create that offense and that space for himself. So with with Carter, when he's playing a skill-style game and really moving his feet out there, he opens up a ton of space for himself and really finds some holes where he can create offense. How impactful has Wyatt McLeod been since adding him back to your defense coming off of injury? Yeah, you know, it rounds it out a little bit, gives us a little bit more of a an older look back there for sure. He's, I thought the first few games he was still trying to find to get back up to that game speed, and yesterday I thought he was really good. So, you know, not to knock our, our decor at all, I mean, they did an exceptional job, all the, our entire decor and the depth in our decor, it's amazing how well they played when we had the injuries throughout the first half of the season and continue to battle through that now. But uh, I commend a lot of them, a lot of those guys back there. I mean, as a group, they've showed a lot of resilience this year and uh, and found ways to obviously become one of the better decors in the league and continue to fight through injuries. So getting McLeod back, obviously, for the veteran leadership and, and the way that he knows to manage his games in this league is huge. So uh, obviously a, a big piece of the, why we had results this weekend and him getting his first goal that was good finally get the monkey off his back here this year too. Kurt, you made the trade to get uh, Beck Warm from Tri Cities. He's gone eight and one for you, eight one and one, nine fifteen save percentage, and Costa's having an unbelievable sixteen year old year, nineteen four and two, uh, nine twenty two save percentage. I mean, Sebastian Costa's a huge goaltender. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go in the second or third round of next year's NHL draft, the twenty twenty one draft. You got to be really comfortable with the one-two punch you have down uh, in in between the pipes. Yeah, no, we definitely are. It's um, we feel it's one of the best in the league. Obviously, Sebastian's a rookie in this league, but you know when he's had to answer the bell, he has. I mean, going through his starts, I think he's only had two bad starts, and both of those were against well, the most recent one against Regina, and then the one in Regina at the start of the year. But other than that, he's been pretty rock solid for the most part. And and back here, I, I feel like. Back starting to get a little bit of more acclimatized Edmonton now. I thought early on 
he was going through a bit of an adjustment period just from pure shot volume where we're only giving up probably 25 to 30 a night where he was coming from somewhere where he was, you know, probably seen about 60 a night. So I think it took him a little bit of an adjustment early on here to just get the feel for the shot volume and, and when he's going to be busy and being on all the time. But uh, as of late, he's been playing very well. And uh, this weekend, those two games, I think he was, he showed why he's a veteran in this league. And obviously um, I think showed a lot of people why he was a guy we really sought after and uh, wanted to add to our goaltending piece. You have two number ones coming up for the 2020 WHL Bantam draft? No, we just got the one this year, the 20. We have two in the 2021. All right, so the next two yeah. years, you're, you're loaded here. You also ended up getting the third overall pick out of the U.S. draft. Uh, now, that's a little bit tricky because the closer to the border, there's some advantageous situations for American kids. Portland seems to be able to... Um, procure American talent maybe a little bit better than some of the other teams but have you sort of got a guy locked in that you're you're, you're looking at in that, in that in that three spot that can uh, moving forward maybe join your team next year how does how does that sort of uh, translate with your team build moving in the next couple of years here yeah, so it's going to be a Bantam draft again for that. So it'll just be the, the Bantam players eligible. But, uh, yeah, picking at three is an interesting spot because, you know, you want to – there's a lot of really, really good players down there. And, you know, we feel that we're a place here in Edmonton that we can sell our program and, and show people what we have here with, obviously, the facility and the coaching staff that we have and just the way that our players are treated and the way we run our organization here. So it's really uh, – when you're picking at three, you know, you make a list of the five that you like and you kind of – figure out who you think the top two are going to be but at the same time it's it's a little bit of a it's a bit of a tricky draft it's almost it gives you a little bit of a feel for the import draft is similar to the u.s draft where you don't really know if players are 100 percent committed you want to get commitments out of guys but then there's other guys you probably will take a risk on and try to sell your program and just because of, of the sure talent that they have and you know if you add a guy like that it's like getting a top 10 pick in the the regular Bantam draft so it's a it's a really important draft in the sense that if you can get the right player and you can get get him committed to your program you can really get something that's going to be impactful for a long time for your group is it fair to say that this is a team i mean you're, you're going to win 40 this year 45 whatever uh 68 games now you've had two pretty good years in a row here and you're actually cycling up like you might actually have on paper a better team next season is that a fair comment yeah, I think it's a fair comment with what we return, and obviously everybody's got a gel again, and you need you need injuries to be in your side. There's lots of variables, but I guess if you just you sit down and you write them side by side, what this year is and what you think you're going to have next year, it's uh, I mean a lot of it you lose those twenties again, which I don't, which they're very impactful players. We right. went through that same same process last year, losing Trey and all three twenties, which was, were all impactful players. But you know the core of our group, and obviously the two young forwards that have had really significant years this year and with Williams and a lot of our other forward depth that we have it's uh majority of them are coming back so yeah definitely you look on paper and um there's opportunity not only for this year for us to be where we are right now and and have a long playoff run and do something special but for next year as well yeah all right and of course as you mentioned two number one picks in 2022 and or sorry 2021 and the number one pick this year so you're gonna have some options there great stuff tell us about the week you go to winnipeg and then what's the rest of the road trip look like yeah, Winnipeg uh, tomorrow night, and then we're in Brandon on Friday, Regina on Saturday, and then the guys come home and quickly turn around and play Winnipeg here for Hockey Hooky on next Tuesday. All right, great stuff. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Okay, Kurt? 
Yeah, you bet, Stop. Thanks a lot. You bet. 149 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. When we come back, we'll get to this day in Oilers history, but not before I tell you about a trade. Pierre Lebrun reporting that the San Jose Sharks have traded Brendan Dillon to Washington in exchange for a second and third round pick. That went down four minutes ago. The Sharks uh, dealing hard-nosed defenseman Brendan Dillon, and they had an idea last night that are, did they play yesterday or the day before that was going to be his last game as a Shark. He, of course, uh, started, he's a former Seattle Thunderbird, was undersized, undrafted, uh, grew, uh, tough defenseman of Dallas, then he got moved to San Jose in a deal for Jason Demers, and now uh, San Jose has gotten a second or third. I'd say it's a pretty good return by Doug Wilson, who's had a history of getting good returns. Remember, he got two number twos once for Douglas Murray. He wasn't even playing for San Jose. They were a playoff team that year, so good return on the trade for San Jose, getting second and third from the Washington Capitals for Brendan Dillon. 150 in Edmonton will wrap up the show with the Stay in Order's history when we come back. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Stepping up in white class, fighting Josh Brown on uh, Saturday in Florida. We are going to go to this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. You could join 630 Cheds, Jalen Nye, on a spectacular tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer. It includes daily meals, sightseeing, and spectacular events. For more information, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. We're going to go all the way back to 1981 on this day. What happened? Wayne Gretzky scores four third-period goals, five in total as the Oilers route the St. Louis Blues 9-10. to Two, those four goals tying an NHL record for the most in one period. At least two of them, Brendan. If you watch the video of those goals, he's go- he goes from his right to his left and then shoots back across the green on the shot, uh, low to the uh, glove side. So it just it, and you could do that with goaltenders at that size at that time frame. So again, that's this day in Oilers history. He's the great one. I mean. Might get caught by Ovechkin just because the game's different and uh, give Ovi credit. I mean, strong argument can be made. He is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Wayne prioritized passing the puck instead of goal scoring for about the last 10 years of his career. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, join Jalen and I February 22nd for a travel seminar featuring Austria, Iceland, Ireland, and South Africa. For tickets and information, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Tonight, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. I know I'm uh, going to be joining him for a brief hit. Uh, what else we got rolling on? Well, you'll hear from uh, Kelly Rudy. Get some reaction to Clefbaum updates on the Oilers. Uh, new Eskimos receiver, former U of A Golden Bear Jimmy Ralph as well. There you go. Tomorrow, jam-packed show. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. The man who said he was the first guy to tell us, keep an eye on Dave Tippett as coach. And he went in the limb and said the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. They're in a good shape right now to make the playoffs. Big believers, Dave Tippett is Brian Watton. David Staples got a strong following from the call to hockey at 105. NHL insider John Shannon. Reed Wilkins will join us. We'll have tape out of the orders room, that and much, much more. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.